This is MIA2K Podcast, and we are your ticket from Miami to Seoul. We are your pilots, Kathy and Laura, two fun-seeking girls with obsessive fandom tendencies taking you on a ride through the Hallyu wave from our perspective as opinionated, grown Latina fans from Miami. Before we close the cabin doors, make sure you're following us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And if you like to watch, our in-flight podcast video is available on YouTube and Spotify. Once we reach our cruising altitude, we'll be serving one thing and one thing only, piping hot tea. We're ready to fly into today's topic with our hot and sunny takes. So fasten your seatbelts, sit back, relax, and prepare for takeoff. Hi, guys. As you know, we're still off for the summer, but that will not stop us from bringing you something super exciting today in this bonus episode. We're ecstatic because today we have a super special guest on our show, and this is Toshi. For those of you who may not have come across Toshi's music or social media accounts yet, he describes himself as an emo vampire. He's an up-and-coming artist from New York who recently released You Won't Hear This Anyways on SoundCloud, which is a compilation of demos and covers. Without further ado, let's hear from the man himself. Hi there, Toshi. Please introduce yourself to the fans and listeners tuning in. Hi, my name is Toshi. Um, I'm an indie pre-debut artist from New York. I'm an independent artist right now, and I like I just I like doing music because it's one of my passions. We love that. We love that. We've seen you cover a lot of artists on TikTok. We've heard your SoundCloud mixtape. And we're very intrigued by all of the stuff that you're working on right now. And the reason why we're doing this episode today is because this week, Toshi is coming down to Florida. So are you excited? What's what's the plan? What's what's going on? Um, I'm super excited. This is um, my second time ever just going to Florida in general. And the first Wonderful. time I had so much fun. So I'm really excited <laughs> to be back. We're glad to hear. Yeah, this is the whole we live where you vacation becomes very real when people come here. So we're we're so happy to hear that you had a good time last time and that it was so good that you're coming back. So with Thank that, you. we'll we'll give you a chance to talk a little bit more about the Florida experience and all the activities at the end of the episode so everybody can have it fresh on their minds. But before we get there, we wanted to ask you a couple of questions about your music, obviously. So we'll start with that in this interview section. So when did you first realize that you wanted to get into music? Was there like a specific experience or person that pushed you to pursue your artistic dreams? Uh, yeah. So um, I actually, to be completely honest, growing up, I, I wasn't like really into music or anything. Um, and I was more into like, I really wanted to become like a video game designer or something when I grew up. That's but cool. Got, uh, yeah, and it's, it's something I'm so passionate about now. But um, I, I started wanting to become a musician when I was scouted to be a trainee when I was very young. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, and I, I won't, I can't get too specific about a lot of details about that. But when sure, I sure we trainee, know we know the NDAs are flying around, but that's cool. What age were you when you got scouted? Um, I was only 12, 13. <sighs> Wow. Okay. So, so you know the the trainee life and all of that. Okay. And yes. that the work through working through that trainee process, you discovered that you actually did have a passion for music and uh, the video games were going to be put into the resting room while you focus <laughs> on your career here. Yeah, I think after. Um, so sadly, I didn't end up staying with the company just due to right. personal reasons. Sure. Um, but when I came back to America, I was like, wow, I actually think I, I, you know, when you're very young, you just listen to music when it's just on the radio. You don't think too much about it. But right. it was when I actually sat down and started to listen to music as music and actually get into 
the culture of music. And one gotcha. of my biggest influences was um, uh, this band called Paramore. Of course, yes. Yes, yeah. Paramore Big is fans best. here. Yeah, yeah. I I think when I they're they're honestly the first American band I've ever gotten into, and that's the main reason I still do music now. I got you. That's really really cool. Okay. Well, your K profile page states that you made your first mixtape on your phone and a pair of five dollar earbuds to prove that anyone can make music even if they can't afford expensive recording equipment. You also filmed your music video for High and Goodbye on an iPhone 8. So now that you mentioned that you have this training experience and everything, you've seen the industry and you've seen the people with the money enough. So so what do you think is the advantage that it gives you in today's like super oversaturated and overproduced industry to come to market with such raw and organic production? I think I think it's really incredible that um, first off, I even have a K profile page because I'm not um, I don't consider myself a K-pop idol, but I know as an Asian artist, I'm grouped up a lot with um you know k-pop sure. idols um, of course also yeah I, i'm friends with you k-pop idols but i i think it's a great thing that i'm able to enter this scene using my own like things i like um and the reason i did uh want to put a project out where it was just made on the earbuds you get like <laughs> like when you buy a new phone it just comes right, with a free right. pair of earbuds <laughs> yeah um because i grew up very poor and I, you know, there's a lot of people in the world who have dreams, but one of the biggest factors in following your dreams sometimes is financials. Like some people can't go to college because they don't have enough money or some people can't, right. they yeah. want to be a, yeah, they want to be a dancer or they, they can't afford lessons. So yep. I wanted to prove that even if you're in a situation where you don't have, um, for example, just speaking for myself, I don't have a label and I'm independent and yeah. I just record music in my bedroom. Um, if I could make a project that actually sounds decent and people would like just from nothing but a phone and a pair of earbuds, I hope that helps other people get over their fears of also like pursuing their dreams, even if they don't have the budget or they don't have everything in life that would make it easy for them. I mean, I think that's absolutely valid and it's very relevant right now because the economy, the situation like worldwide, yeah. there's a lot of people that are struggling in general. So I think it's super encouraging to know that there are people like you who are just committed to putting out music regardless of how expensive the equipment is or how fancy of a, I don't know, studio set you could get for a music video. You can just, you know, film parts of your life and put it together and put it on YouTube. Like no one's stopping you and you're showing that, that it still works. Yeah, I think that's the uh, authentic part I like about music or just art in general and yeah. I always related to that type of stuff a lot more than anything like industry made so yeah. I I hope that like shows and helps everyone who like anyone who likes me that they can do it exactly what they want to do in life yeah and that's probably the same group of fans that you'll attract people who think and feel just like you and are like gravitating towards that type of music so I, I think that's that totally works. Speaking of Thank your you. music, you mentioned at the beginning that, you know, you don't have a label, you're indie, but how would you describe your music? And do you think that being from New York has had an impact on your music taste for production or maybe your trainee time also had an influence? What do you think? Um, my my uh, I think my music is very I, I, I use this joke with my fans where sometimes it feels like it's a whiplash just because I, uh, <laughs> you go everywhere. I, yeah, I go everywhere. <laughs> I do um, not in a not in a overconfident way, but I do do everything because I 
while I grew up um, really loving rock music, like including Paramore and Pierce the Veal and Escape the Fate. Um, right. I also, like you said, I'm from New York. And because I also grew up in a place called Staten Island um, mm -hmm. <laughs> in a pretty area predominantly, you know, of people of color, um, I really, really love hip hop and rap. So mm -hmm. those are like my two favorite genres. And I know it's very clashing because I, I sometimes I'll do really sad or rockish type music because I'm inspired by those artists. But also yeah. because I, I love rap, I'll just once in a while, like just rap for fun. And I think it's really cool that uh, people who support me respect both sides and they don't see it as weird that I like to do both. You know, I don't see it as clashing that much. Like you have artists like MGK or just in general, I feel like right now genres are just kind of, you know, going all over the place and blending, which is awesome because we're getting like brand new music styles from everybody doing whatever they want. And lots of people either start with rock and move to hip hop or start with hip hop and move to rock or, you know, kind of go back and forth. So that part of you doing everything is a huge advantage to you because you can literally have something for all types of fans. Yes. I just don't think there should be like a limit, you know, like I know that a lot of things about music has to do about your image and stuff, but I think yeah. it's just fun to do what you like and what you're passionate about. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And going back to your influences and like the types of music that you like, we've seen on your TikTok that you've covered a lot of different artists, including Keshi, Billie Eilish, DPR. And honestly, like the list is endless and I'm sure you're going to keep uploading more covers to come. Yes. So who else in, you know, that maybe from the people that you haven't mentioned yet, do you consider a, a musical influence or has have you heard anything of like the recent drops that you're interested in covering soon? Um, I, I love dropping covers right now because because I'm not that popular yet. Um, I'm only like moderately popular right now. Um, doing <laughs> covers has helped me a lot with gaining new fans because while making original music is something I'm very passionate about, yeah. I realize that it is hard to get people to care about your original music if they don't know who yeah. you are. Yeah. 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 So I, I, since I've been covering artists like Keshi and DPR, I've been gaining a lot more fans. And since the music I want to make is similar to that, I think fans who like my covers of those will like my original music as well, which is why I do cover so much. And I'm enjoying it. I honestly enjoy the process of growing with every cover and trying different genres of music. Oh, yeah. But to answer your question, sorry, I went on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're fine. I was going to say, like, your, your answer actually got me thinking. Uh, we went to see Keshi earlier this year. He came down here to, awesome. for Lauderdale as well. And I could totally picture, you know, it just from you progressing in your career the way that people usually do you could totally be an opener for him because you have kind of the same vein of like style of music or or sentiment or the nostalgia like Keshi's songs are very you know like heartfelt and yes. I think uh from hearing some of your lyrics in your demos like you also are a very like introspective person so you could totally go be an opener for him I could see that happening down the line for you so uh, I I I can hear the influence there, but go ahead. What, well, who else do you consider an influence or would you want um, to cover soon? Real quick, too, just to add a really personal story about Kenji. Sure. Is, um, I met him when he was still a SoundCloud artist in 2018, 2019. It was his first ever show in Brooklyn, New York. And I showed up and there was only like 
80 people there. It was a very small, like, basement type show. The early and days type of deal, uh huh? The early days. Type of, it was for the Reaper, yeah. So he performed, you know, a quick set. And afterwards, he was very kind enough to just hang out. And during that time, I was a rapper still. Um, I was training under a really talented artist named Ted Park from Higher Yes, we know Ted Park, of course. Yes, mm -hmm. wonderful, wonderful. He's like my big brother. So at the time, I was training to be a rapper because he was mentoring me. But I met Keshi, and then um, he... He gave me his email and I sent him some of my songs I was working on at the time. And out of all those songs that I was working on, only one of them was singing. And he said his favorite one was the one where I was singing. So I, that's like actually the, he's actually genuinely the main reason why I decided to pursue singing as well. That's uh, a really turning point story. All right. Wow. So yeah. that that is the we, we got to the bottom of the mystery here with who it was that really uh, turned you on to this current path that you're on with the career. That's really cool. Yeah, it was mostly Keshi, and that's why I uh, really respect him as an artist and as a person. But other artists, um, I don't really talk about him as much as I used to now, but uh, I really still do look up to MGK because um, uh, yeah. I, um, I was on tour for um, just like a really small mini tour last month, and I went to Ohio. And while I was there, I was invited by his team to see him. I got to meet him. He gave me a shirt, uh, signed my poster. What a nice guy. But um, yeah, I look up to MGK a lot. I like that he's... Um, while my music isn't similar in that sense, I would say just as a person where he's able to sing and rap and not really care about how people view him, I respect that a lot. And I, I would love to like also hopefully open for MGK one day. Yeah, I mean, we're manifesting all of that for you in the future. He sounds awesome. So I'm really glad that you got to have that experience. And speaking of the fact that you were just on a mini tour, how do you pick the cities that you're showing up to on tour now? And is there something special that you've seen in Florida that gives you hope for the potential audience here in the future? I actually, I tend to pick smaller cities because um, one thing I've learned about just, um, not even just as an artist, but life is that some of the most committed fans I have are usually uh -huh. from areas where they don't get a lot of artists coming to their town. Because, you know, when... Mm, if, yep. Yeah, if you're a fan of a really big artist, whether it be K-pop or just American artists, um, yeah. most of the time, if you're from a small town, like, or just in a small area, like Ohio, for example, artists usually don't go there just yeah. because there's bigger areas around that, you know, place that they could go to instead that would make yeah. more money and et cetera. So uh, I really appreciate my friends from smaller towns. So I, I just like to go to the places where a lot of shows don't usually happen so I can give people who... Um, like, one of my favorite places to go is a place called McAllen, Texas, uh -huh. which is this very small town. Um, but the community there is probably some of the most loving people I've ever met. And I, I think I really enjoy that part. of. It. Yeah, yeah. We've seen some of the footage of your shows in Texas, and it, it looks like you have a lot of love for them and they have a lot of love for you. And it makes me feel a little bit competitive about Florida and what we can do uh, as like a fan <laughs> community. You know? you <laughs> I love Florida just as much. I love I'm Florida. not going to lie. No, no. I mean, I love yeah. my brother lives in Houston, so I actually spend quite a bit oh. of time in Texas, too. So I'm just saying, you know, for like your shows here and stuff, I'm looking forward to seeing the energy and what you do with the crowd. Because, I mean, I don't know. It's I, it, I can't help it. The competition is always there between the states in one way or another. But, yeah, yes. going back to your point about the small cities, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, Miami is not a small city by any stretch. But we do kind of suffer because we're not really in, like, a K-pop friendly market. So mm. we don't have a lot of artists who stop here. So I personally think, like, all your fans who are in the smaller cities 
are probably so happy and feel so seen that you're stopping there because, you know, traveling and stuff to go to concerts, it's not cheap these days with the fees and everything of like buying uh, ticket shows through Ticketmaster or whatnot can get really expensive very quickly. So I, I think your fans really appreciate that. That's really cool. Yeah, I appreciate them even more for just being interested and supporting me when I'm still very unknown. I feel like, um, especially since I grew up poor and I never got to see my favorite artists growing up, and some of them even stopped performing now or, you know, sadly passed away. So I I, I, there's, yeah. I missed out a lot of chances to see my favorite artists. I, uh, I hope that I'm able to change that for my fans and actually genuinely try to see as many of them, even if they're from a small town. I love that. I, I really hope that you do get to make good on that mission as well. So taking a little bit of a left turn here at MIA2K Podcast, we're really proud of our heritage and we really bring it into everything. So right now we're actually in the middle of Hispanic Heritage Month. And to us, it's just like so important to bring that cultural point of view and all of that to, you know, the social media, to the podcast and to every opportunity that we have, including this interview with you right now. So do you feel the same way about finding ways to weave like your heritage into your art and content? Or how do you do, you know, kind of bring your worlds together to make sure that everything that you're putting out feels like it has all the little pieces of you kind of inside of it? Yes. Uh, first off, I want to say happy Hispanic Heritage Month. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I, I have nothing but amazing things to say about my Latin fans just because uh, without fail, every single show I do, no matter it's no matter if it's in the middle of nowhere, like in the middle of a place in Boston or or in Texas, McAllen, Texas, there's always someone with a sign that says Latinas for Toshi. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I think that love and support and commitment to do that every show, somebody, somebody, I don't know if they're like, we're everywhere. We really it. are everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I, I have so much love for the Latin community for that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a mix. I'm actually half Chinese, half Japanese. Okay. So I think culture is very important to me because while I consider myself very Americanized just to mm-hmm. how long I've been in sure. America and how I grew up, I do really like acknowledging the fact that I am mixed of both Chinese and Japanese. And I love talking about things that a lot of people don't know about, you know, our culture just because K-pop is very popular right now. So I do yeah. think Korean culture is on top right now just with what people understand about popularity for sure yeah yeah. yes and there's nothing wrong with that it's just more like i think sometimes people just assume all asian cultures are similar to korean culture when they are very very different so i would love to try to incorporate more um i've never thought about singing in japanese or chinese yet but maybe that's something i would like to do one day hey that sounds like a really cool opportunity to bring even more fans together so i i'm all for it thank you and well, now that you know that you have Latinas for Toshi going apeshit everywhere, do you see yourself collaborating with a Latin artist in the future? And if so, who would that be? And maybe like blending some Latin genres into your own musical style? What do you think about that? I would love that. Uh, I also, I actually genuinely, um, I'm friends of a lot of indie Latin artists. Um, in October next month, I'm actually doing an event with a Latin artist. So while we're not singing together, since we're going to be on the same stage, I would definitely love to talk to them about maybe working on a song together with them. And they're great. They're a good person. Yeah, that's a perfect opportunity backstage to just coordinate a little session and yeah, jam out and bring us all like the Latino with Toshi sound. That'd be awesome. If I ever blow up, I'm working with Bad Bunny. I mean, 
Listen, we are big Bad Bunny fans in here. We've gone to all his concerts. He's great. If he's listening, I gotta go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's he puts on a great show. And the funny thing is, actually, yeah, yeah. You should go. When we went to see him last year, I believe he has uh, implemented like the light wristbands uh, as part of the show, like for free. Wow. So we have seen how like the K-pop light stick situation has kind of infiltrated into now like the western latin markets like taylor swift and coldplay started doing it so like americans are a little bit more used to it but latin people are not really like there yet so Mm. it's been really cool to see how yeah like the influence from asia and from k-pop and everywhere it's really bleeding in and people haven't noticed how but i I love that really cool to see it yeah that's awesome i think uh, sharing cultures and sharing ideas is always the best way for any um, industry to grow. So I love seeing that. Agreed. So with that in mind, what's next for you in music? You mentioned you have a couple of gigs coming up. Please, if you want to share a little bit more about what you're going to be doing in Florida this week so that fans can, you know, rush to wherever you're going to be showing up, that'd be awesome. Um, Thank you so much. My next plan is to finally have a proper debut on Spotify. While it might not be like uh, like a crazy expensive or with a label um i'm not sure yet whether i want to stay independent or take a label offer but as of right sure. now i do want to debut soon um, but i've also been enjoying this era of my life where i'm just uh I, unironically uh unknown soundcloud artist but somehow i'm still able to sell out shows which is incredible to me like yeah, I love that people have to come out out of their way to see a SoundCloud artist. It makes me really happy. But yeah, uh, speaking of shows, so I'm gonna co- I'm gonna be coming to Jacksonville for the first time. Um, I don't know what's in Jacksonville. <laughs> but, um, you know what, Toshi? First. That makes two of us. I also don't oh, know really? what's in Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, no. I, I know they have a mall, so I'm going there. I'm gonna go to a mall. <laughs> but I am I'm doing a um, I'm doing a show with a wonderful uh, K-pop idol artist named Blackon. Okay. And um, I love that fact that we were that, you know, he wants me to open for him because it's such a cool blending of cultures where it's, uh, you know, he's a K-pop idol. Yeah, so he yeah. lives that lifestyle while I live a lifestyle as being an Asian American artist and to yeah. blend both in one show is amazing. So I'm really excited to open for him and do those events in Jacksonville. Orlando, I'll be um, doing a mini set at a, a K-pop type event and then okay. also doing a free meet and greet. Oh, my yeah, God. The fans are going to be so excited. Awesome. Okay, so speaking of the fans being excited, here are all the details for all the Toshi stops in Orlando. You can check out at SKZ in Florida on Instagram for all of this information and to RSVP for the events that have limited spaces or shifts. So on Saturday, September 30th, there will be a Bobarista meet and greet event at Ice and Bites from 11.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m., which does have limited tickets, and you do have to find the admission link at the Stray Kids in Florida Instagram page to get your tickets. Then also on Saturday, after the cafe event, there will be a free meet and greet at Crane's Roost Park from 5 to 7 p.m., where you can bring your own blanket and listen to Toshi sing a few songs. And then on Sunday, October 1st, there is a pop-up K-pop party at DGBEK Studios from 6 to 10 p.m., where Toshi will be doing a live performance between 8 and 9 p.m. Again, you can check out Stray Kids in Florida, which is at SKZ in Florida, on Instagram for all event details and ticket information. Yeah, thank you. Are you, are you going? 
I'm unfortunately in South Florida, so I cannot uh, make it to, up to okay. Orlando. Yeah, I'm, I'm closer totally okay. to Miami. I know. But we, we talked to Zero and mm-hmm. all the wonderful people at Stray Kids in Florida yes. who organize all these kinds of events all the time. They're, They're, They're always telling us to come up to Orlando. We're looking to find the time. And uh, we, we want to come up one of these days. So hopefully the next time that we do go up, we maybe coincide with one of your shows down here. So I'll come but, to you guys. I'll oh, please, please, please yeah, do. Oh Miami is ready. When I tell yeah, okay. you Miami is ready, I mean it like a hundred percent. Very promised. promised. Very yes. promised. Okay. So you have Jacksonville, you have Orlando, you have the mini uh, concert and you have the meet and greet. And what else are you doing? Any of the black on events in Jacksonville, I'll also be attending um, just as a guest as well, just to be there. So if anybody wants to say hi to me there, I'm totally welcome to say hi and stuff. I'm sure people will be excited for the opportunity to say hi and, uh, see you both together. Cause like you're saying, it's t- two different industries, two different styles, and they get the best of both worlds in one place. So yes, I think that's love, amazing. love to hear all of that. So thank you. I mean, now that we've covered basically the breadth of your music activities, how you got into it, your genres, your influences and all of that, we're sure that music at some point does have to take a backseat just for you to like relax and get inspired by other things. So what do you like to do in your free time that is not related to music? And like, how do you just unwind from the pressure of breaking into the industry? And like, you know, you have your plans to debut soon. So uh, what helps you kind of de-stress around these times? Um, I think actually the, uh, this is such a, this is a really good question because, um, these are, these have been really good questions so far. You're doing amazing. <laughs> Thank <job>. you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I, uh, I want to say, uh, I, I, ironically though, I actually think music for me is like the least stressful part of everything I do. I okay. think the most stressful part for me is actually everything else that comes with, um, trying to be a musician, including PR and trying to be entertaining and travel and stuff. I'm a very introverted, shy person, so I actually don't really leave my room much. So my favorite thing to do to relax, besides, you know, I love playing video games, I like Pokemon a lot. Right. <laughs> but um, besides Pokemon, I, I just like making music for fun. So I honestly, when I'm least stressed is actually when I'm making music. I just, I really just like music of all genres and I like trying new things. Um, I think everything else that stresses me out is mostly the non-music part. It's mostly just um, the times where I have to worry about um, being entertaining or trying to get more fans and stuff like that. I, I hope that just comes very organically from me liking to do music eventually. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you figured it out and you hit that jackpot of like, you know, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. So it, I mean, you are working now because you're working towards doing that more yeah. often. So, but it sounds like you found what you really love and that's something that not everyone can say. So that's, you're winning just by that. I, <laughs> I hope eventually everyone who has a passion for something is able to do it. Um, either for work or even if, you know, realistically, uh, they can't do the financial reasons. I hope that they're able to still continue their passion somehow. So it doesn't feel like they're just working all the time. And I think that's like the main um, message I want to give out as an artist too. I mean, what a better note to close on. I I can't really ask any more than that. I think you've given all the fans everything, Toshi. So I really want to thank you for your time. But with that said, we do have a little quick set of like rapid fire questions for you just to have a little bit of fun. And yeah, just first thing that comes to mind, say it, don't be afraid and (laughs) we'll get to it. So New York winter or Florida summer? 
Uh, New York winter. I, I, I like freezing. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. I'll, honestly, same. I, I can't deal with the heat down here, so yeah. I get it. Rideshare apps or public transit everywhere? Uh, public transit because I like people watching. Oh, fair. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I, that makes total sense. Okay. This one's a long one, but bear with okay. me. Intimate lounge audience of hardcore fans or a big festival audience that includes locals that you have to win over? Um, oh, this one's hard. I would say <laughs> as of right now, I prefer, I prefer intimate because I am a much more unknown artist and I love being able to genuinely talk to the fans that attend and get to know them. But um, I would, it's intimate for now, but in the future, I would say both. I would love to do both. Hey, listen, this is rapid fire. You can't have it yeah. both ways, but oh, it's fine. It's fine. Today, today <laughs> we'll let you, we'll let you get away with it. Let's go. That's okay. fine. Future, <laughs> let's do both. Okay, okay, second to last question. 2000s emo or 90s punk? Uh, easily 2000s emo because I'm a Paramore boy. Yep, so, yep. We yep, figured, yep. but we still wanted to give you a chance just to yeah, know. Yeah. I, um, anyone who likes 1990s <laughs> punk, I'm so sorry. Oh, they'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. They'll they be don't fine. they don't okay. need it. They don't need the validation. You're fine. They can like all the things. It's okay. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. we didn't really talk about your cat, Snowy, during the podcast, but uh, yes. we wanted to, you know, bring up a little bit of Snowy core here into this section. So yes. what do you think between sampling Snowy on a song or bringing her on stage for a show? Um, definitely the sampling for a song thing. I want to do so bad. Um, <laughs> having her just meow as part of a beat is something I've actually been thinking for a long time. So I would love for that. Her on stage, though, probably never because she's a very spoiled bratty cat that likes nothing but just being alone with me. <laughs> so probably not the stage thing. I have dogs. Sounds... I might bring one of my dogs one day. Oh, okay, cool. So then you can yeah. have the best of both worlds yet again. Best that's awesome worlds, to yeah. hear. Yeah. Well, she sounds like a real cat. So uh, that's good there. Yeah. One of my favorite TikToks that we saw on your account was you yeah. showing the Pokemon collection, the Pokemon card collection. Uh, yes. it, it, it was giving the vibe of those like uh, TikToks and reels that are going around now that like teaching my daughter about this so your dusty son can impress her with whatever like it was <laughs> i've seen those it was giving that and it was really funny so uh we yeah. love to see it i love telling my uh my cat i tell i love telling snowy a bedtime stories she, she genuinely enjoys <laughs> it too i i think she just likes my voice that sounds adorable well it sounds like you and snowy are a match made for each other yes. and with that we have now officially come to the end of this interview toshi thank you so 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 much for giving us the time and coming here to let all your fans in florida what's going on this week and if you have anything else coming up after you mentioned the gig in october or any other projects that you want to mention right now before you go um, I, I don't, I don't think I have anything else to mention, but I just want to say thank you again for having me. Of course. Um, I really, really appreciate this. And I also just want to thank uh, everyone in Florida for having me again. Um, it means a lot to me as someone who's like, honestly, genuinely, um, like I, I just don't see myself as like a celebrity or anything. So for anyone to want to go out of their way to book me and have me perform for a small group of fans means a lot to me. So I'm really grateful for everything right now. Thank you. Sounds like you're right on track to become all the things that you want to be. So, uh, and really congratulations on all the music and all the amazing projects that you have and all the really cool opportunities that we're sure will come your way in the Thank next you. few months, Toshi. It was really nice to meet you and thanks again. Thank you more. Thank you. Have a great day. 
You too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the MIA2K podcast. We have lots of great content coming up ahead. So please don't forget to follow and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you enjoyed our episodes, please rate us five stars. And for the real-time tea, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook by searching for at MIA2K Podcast. Dale! Bye!